Levels Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. This is episode uh, 171. And this week we will be talking about careers and more in particular, how do we handle being told or having the experience of not being mature enough for work projects or to lead or mature enough for our opinion, our expert opinion to be taken serious. So before we jump into this awesome topic, which is brought to us by a listener, um, we'll go into how her experience, but pretty much we felt that it was a strong need to discuss this. It was very important to discuss this because simultaneously after, after we received this feedback, we also, I have a current client that is having a similar experience and she's an electrical engineer in her field and she's an expert. And I know we've had a couple clients also mention something about, you know, I'm too young. I'm considered too young within my organization to be considered a leader. So before we jump into that, I'm going to check in with my amazing mujeres right here, my comadres, my socias, my todos. Uh, Ceci Irene, ¿cómo están? Bien, aquí empezando el lunes. Um, I was telling off camera, off, off record, that me siento cansada. I was like, oh, a long, busy weekend. Didn't get much much rest, and I feel tired, and I feel like I should have slept more. But pues que se lo va a hacer? It's, it's, it's lunes, and there's no no way around it. Uh, pero aquí, you know, echándole ganas, tomándome mi cafecito, and ready to have this chat. I'm excited. I'm going to have a, a short week because, Ceci, you know, we're like fake Jews over here, and we have another <laughs> Jewish holiday on Wednesday. <laughs> Ceci's husband was like, wait, why is Irene always like taking Jewish holidays off? Like, why is your kid in mm-hmm. Jewish clothes? She's like, shalom, like, motherfucker. This community, mm-hmm. yeah, this community is very <laughs> Jewish. And anyway, I feel like I have to be on top of it because I don't like to work the days that my kids are home because I just want to give it to them. And twice I have booked one of my clients on a Jewish holiday, and until this time I was like, she's cracking up at me. Y'all know B. So anyway, B was like, it's all good you know i don't mind changing it's all good but i was like guess what i booked you again on a jewish holiday like it's con eso like i'm moving you so last <laughs> week i moved her one day over this week i moved her one day up because i was like girl i don't know what it is about you and i but every time i book you it's a holiday with my kids and i don't even want to try to be with a client on the phone and the kids and the dogs oh, yeah. and the life oh. so i am gonna have a short week so i'm excited but it's just random that it's on a wednesday it's young kapoor oh, and rosh hashanah was last week yeah that was funny, real quick. Uh, yeah, Luis texted me randomly, like, I think last week or the previous week. And he's like, hey, is Irene's family <laughs> Jewish? And I go, hello, hello. There's a lot of Jewish Mexicans, no. man. Es católica, ma, para, uh, pero vive en una comunidad you know, Jewish, so that's pretty It funny. just cracks me up, too, because I've told you guys the story. I always tell the story how my son, when he realized we weren't Jewish, when he was about Noah's age, maybe, maybe younger, he was maybe six or seven, and his best, he was older, actually. He was about nine, and his best friend was Jewish, and they'd been best friends for a whole year, and we're at Catholic Church sitting there, and he looks at me and says, like, Mom, we're Jewish, right? And I'm like, no, Papa, we're not Jewish, we're Catholic. We're not Jewish? I want to be Jewish. And he oh, starts crying no. in church. I'm trying to calm down. It's like, it's okay, Papa. It's okay. You can be Jewish when you grow up. But today we're Catholic. Like, you can be Jewish later. So I text that kid's mom. And I love her answer. I've said this before. But I just love this story. And I think it's great. The mom says, oh, that's so sweet of him. I'll teach your son about Judaism if you teach my son about Catholicism. I always thought that was really <laughs> cool. Those two boys are still friends. They go to high school together. And every time I see that little boy, I tell him a story. He's probably like, this lady and her story. But it just keeps, uh, like, yeah. evolving. Now my son's 
best friend is like the vice president of the Jewish club. So my son joined oh. it, and now he's in the Jewish club <laughs> and cool. he's in all kinds of clubs. He's like in a fitness club. Like he's a clown, but he oversees clubs at ASB or did last year. And it's funny the year that he's not overseeing clubs, he like joins four clubs, but one of them is a Jewish club. So I think, I think my son's going to like become Jewish, marry someone Jewish. Like it's happening. It happens. Guys. It happens for sure. It happens. You know, it's a, Irene, involucrado en muchas cosas. Yeah, qué bueno. <laughs> no, right? He did not tell him to join not a one club. He comes <laughs> home and it's like, every day at lunch I have a club, except for Fridays. I was like, oh my God. Is this still the best friend, the really tall kid that they were about the same age and he was a super big kid? Is that not him? That kid, Vero, is so tall. It's not oh, him. He's okay. not Jewish, but that kid. They're still kind of friends, but not really. They run in different circles. But that was his best friend when we were traveling. So a little bit later in life, when they were in middle uh, school. That young man is pues he's already, He was already it's, it's, He's a big volleyball I remember player. Isaiah, uh, no, we were at Noah's birthday party at the park. And Isaiah and him were like hanging from a tree. And it seemed like the guy was just on his tippy toes. And Isaiah was like jumping and like trying to get up there and i was like damn just ask your friend just ask your friend to give you a little lift man <laughs> lift. you know oh my god isaiah was short for his age for years hasta ahorita and he didn't have his growth spurt until he was like late freshman year but like he didn't blossom until he grew como que it was holding him back and he was not confident he was like the minute my son like grew to at least be kind of short but still able to look at his peers and not be towered over his personality and whole everything changed so speaking about maturity yeah, this is a great segue like, into right being speaking about you maturity know. like it sometimes be physical yeah. but go ahead so i think this is, this is a great segue so i'm glad that you th said that because you know many times we're like so concerned about wanting to stay looking young right so looking young i want to look young and i want to look presentable and i always want to i'm going to dye my hair but i can also have mis canas and there's this um perception of women just getting older but the fact when we're younger and we have that baby face or we're let's say we're getting close to our 30s and we're still looking early 20s like first of all congratulations mujer because you look young and you're not gonna people yes, pay people you don't pay have to, to invest like in all the cremas and the botox and the this and the that so congratulations to you however it can if you feel that it's a concern um then it's a good way to reach out and ask for guidance right because in particular with this particular um, feedback that we got, I'm going to go ahead and mention what she said. She says, you know, um, that she is, she's like, I recently received feedback from a client that I am not mature enough to lead larger projects. I am stuck in my thoughts because my experience shows otherwise. I want to be able to grow from this, from this feedback. Would you be open to touching on it as a topic? So that's what she was mentioning, that she didn't, they didn't feel, her client didn't feel that she was mature enough to handle larger projects. Now, Obviously, we have to kind of understand where, you know, her experience in leading projects and all of this. But at the end of the day, it's like, where is that experience? And if you're able to voice that experience to your clients when they hire you or when you are assigned a client, depending, you know, if you're individual consultant or if you work for an organization and they assign clients as an account manager, you know, whatever it is, then you need to make sure that when you, you know, that once they assign you this client, you know that. Obviously, someone sees that you're the expert in this subject uh, or in that subject matter or in leading this particular client into what they need, right? To provide for them what they need. I feel that the confidence also comes with it because it doesn't only happen then in particular at work. It's just more obvious or maybe it could be more damaging because this is what you do for a living. And what we do for a living is what puts money in our pocket to do whatever else we want to do with our life. So I feel that that confidence needs to come from within like hey I am the expert and this is why it's like when we talked about imposter syndrome it's like once we allow doubt to set in we our thoughts like this to spiral out of control out of control 
So I don't know what your particular thoughts are on this, ladies, but uh, just like her, I have my client that I'm working with right now, and she is, you know, she has a master's in engineering. She's now working on her PhD. So she is, she's just started her program, and, and, and she's an expert. She knows what she's talking about. She works for the, you know, this uh, big electrical organization um, in the East Coast, and they have clients that they serve. And when she presents, you know, studies that she's done, and, you know, they question her, or when she has to assign an assignment, when she assigns something or work to do, to their project managers or their project teams, she says that the fact that she looks younger allows them to be more questionable. Like, are you sure you want us to do that? Like, are you sure? And then she has to, she like steps back and is like, well, yeah. And I'm like, when, when that comes up, you need to be able to speak with no hesitance. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. As If you know, and she's like, yeah, I, I believe that I did the work and the, the, the information is right here if you want to review it. And what I am asking you to do is what is necessary to be done. And that confidence needs to come from within. And it's hard to build that confidence if you feel that it's seen negatively. Pero que piensan ustedes? Oh my God, I have like so many questions about, first of all, in my whole career managing people, and it's almost a decade now, Maturity is an interesting word because mm-hmm. I almost feel like I would offend someone because couldn't you interpret maturity in so oh, yeah, many ways? For like, sure. Is it the way she's talking, which is freaking yeah. cultural? My God, you're being mm-hmm. racist. Is it the way she dresses that just like a simple like you, you think that's youthful and you don't like it? Well, maybe say that. Like, I think the way you dress and and again, that's so touchy because I don't know if I've ever had to correct the way someone dresses. But, I, oh, you know, you have God, to yes, like, as I the have. leader, you, you have to like control when it's not appropriate, but also not be racist. Like, so I have so many questions for this person. So you're listening now. I don't know what they meant by maturity. So I feel like I struggle to even give you my take on it. But I am concerned. I'm like concerned that they use maturity because I feel like using maturity is like a cop out because there's a more specific word probably in what they meant are you too young for the position and young being like in tenure not your youth Mm -hmm. like you've only been in the position like six months and you're trying to run with the big boys who have been there 10 years big boys and girls maybe there's that there's like a level of professional maturity Mm -hmm. which is very different which is tenure right the word is situational it's like how many times have you been in the situation could you handle it do you have the tough mm-hmm. skin you might be rejected you know there's so much more to say but like just like you're not mature enough to handle this like i'm so really interested in knowing what they meant if it's professional maturity i get it and i think you need to be coached to it and you need to be given an opportunity to then grow like grow in that experience oh i'm mature in my experience i don't have enough experience mm-hmm. say that to me and then instead of giving me that experience give me others that can work me up to that and i get that like i get that i've been in positions where i feel like people want to do things they're not ready to do good example of that is like you come in you work somewhere you're a coordinator and you want to be a director but you've never been a manager you've never managed people like you want to direct people and projects but you're coordinator level like there's so much professional maturing to do right to then handle being a director now i don't believe this shit that you can't just grow quickly and get into those positions and do it really fast like i get that but there's levels to learning how to be in different positions so maybe there's that but it sounds almost like the reverse it sounds like you're being pigeonholed into being i hope it's not true but like too young or too youthful or looking young and that's that's discriminatory. We can go on and on and on. I'll let Ceci chime mm-hmm. in on what comes up for her. But for me, I just feel like maturity is problematic. And if I were you, I would go back and I would say, please define exactly what that means. Because maturity could be taken in so many different ways. And then I have advice for how to handle that mm-hmm. freaking answer. What comes to me is sometimes clients um, telling me like, oh, esto está bien joven. 
like uh, legal clients, uh, not 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 our not our uh, coaching clients, but legal clients at at, at the at, you know in the law firm before or at my nonprofit right now. Está bien joven. Ay, usted es abogada, está muy joven. And I always feel like not defensive, but I always like want to say my age. Like when I hear that, I'm like, oh, you, you know, like and I sometimes I say it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes like, oh, meet him. Like, pues no, no tan joven, or you know, not 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 as young as you think I I look. But sometimes I want to say my age. So that came up. Uh, the other the other thing that comes up is that sometimes it's the client that's mistrusting, right? It's mis they're mistrusting. They don't trust the the system, or in this particular case, maybe the like the lawyer. They just don't trust them. A story that I wanted to share was something that came up recently. Is um, I had a client that uh, arrived at our office, and mind you, he had been like a walk in a week, a couple weeks before, and then my boss said. My boss said, hey, FYI, this person walked in and I, I told the person, I, I don't know if the attorney is going to have capacity for this for this case. And, um, you know, you should call back. And I'm saying this. She told me she's like, I'm telling you this because when I say that is like, hey, heads up. They seem like they're going to be a little difficult. And um, and so just, hey, uh, warning. And before, and I know Beto, you mentioned this, that sometimes like clients are just handed to you because you're being directed by someone else. In my prior practice, that's how I was. It was just like, um, here, you're going to take these cases. And and I didn't have the say. So I just kind of went with the flow and, and took those cases. Coming back to this current situation uh, was that, you know, again, she said, hey, I don't know if you want to take it, but it's, you know, it's up to you. And I, because of my experience, because I've dealt with a lot of like stubborn people in the past, I know, like, I know that I've been able to kind of like turn the page and make them work and trust me and whatnot. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let's, let's give it a try. I did a phone consult with this person and this person is, you know, elderly. And, uh, there was someone else that wasn't a family member involved, involved in the phone call. And I kind of like, I felt already this person being too involved. But again, I was like, okay, they understood. I told them how I was going to work, how it's good, how I was going to work on their case and whatnot. And then I told them, I won't start working on your case until you sign the client agreement. You're going to sign the client agreement because that way they understand there's respect both ways and all that good stuff. They came in and what I expected it to be like a short 30 minute meeting they started asking a bunch of questions and it was this person not the client not the person that was going to be my client it was this other person asking a bunch of questions but why this why that he's done this in the past and they didn't ask for this particular document why this but you as a lawyer you should be knowing this and i got like oh my god like so you like worked up like so upset. i'm the lawyer worked up <laughs> worked up right worked up and i said I was like, just, oh, you, okay. So uh, the receptionist, um, she came out, she's like, Sussy, she's like, um, you have a phone call. So I walk in and it, and thank God for that because I was able to kind of compose myself. And uh, she said, what, that lady, what is she, what is she saying? Like, what is she telling you? And I said, um, I said, I'm like, she's just questioning everything that I'm asking. I'm like, so that um, kind of was a red flag. Like, is this person manipulating this older person into doing what she wants? Right. So that was a red flag for sure. And I come back out and I said, you know what? I have a meeting starting in, you know, 10 minutes. I, this was only supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, you signing the, the client agreement. And how about we just kind of, we, we, 
we table it. We'll talk about this some other time. No, no, no. He's going to sign. He's going to sign. And I said, no, we're not going to talk about this right now because you're questioning my ability as a lawyer. So we're not going to talk about this right now. We'll, we'll discuss it some other time. So I had a couple of days to, to think about it. And I was like, you know what? I, now I have the ability to, to select which cases I'm going to take and know what capacity. So I called them up and I said, you know what? I'm not going to take your case. But why not? Like, do, so the lawyer's the one that decides for for the client. I said no, the client decides. But I'm advising and I'm suggesting what I think is adequate, and and I have his best interest in mind. And when I'm being questioned from the get go, I know that there's mistrust already, and I don't work well like that way. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a letter. I'm gonna send you some resources, and I'm gonna send you another list of attorneys for both of you to contact those attorneys and see if you can work if if that's a good fit because we're not a good fit. I say this story because where I thought like, hey, I have the experience to deal with stubborn people. Sometimes it's the client. In this case, it was the client, and not necessarily the person that was gonna be my client, but this other person feeding information to the el elderly person. Ceci's confidence was hella Heck maturity, yeah. like self-confidence is maturity. So I love how she handled that. And she was like, no, she had to have boundaries for our particular person. Like they're, be they're being denied. So I wonder how it would go the other way. But having a lot of confidence to say no, to have boundaries, that's impressive. And that's a level of maturity. Yeah. I was going to say like the, the particular th the thing in this case, I would say, since we don't know, we don't know, like you said, Irene, what this definition of maturity is. For me, I felt since I know my client, um, since I know my client, I asked her, hey, you know, are there some see people, some people in the office some some of your coworkers that you trust that you feel comfortable having conversations with in regard of your like discussing your professionalism and, and your 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 pers not perspective, but your persona, your work persona. And she's like, yeah, there's a few people. I'm like, do you feel comfortable addressing and reaching out to your manager? She's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. We, I could definitely talk to her on one of our one on one meetings. I'm like, perfect. So I'm like what I need you to do is share your experience just be like hey before actually before you share your experience especially with your coworkers, just say how do you guys view me as a professional do you feel that when i assign or i discuss um the subject matter or when i i specifically you know assign this project or when i speak with you or i speak with meetings how do i come across do i come across professional do i come across like lacking confidence and like you're gonna get this feedback and from there we're gonna work on some things i'm like and then do the same thing with your manager your manager's gonna be a little more open because they have their you directly report to them so they they do a different kind of observation of your work than your coworkers. So she's like, okay, I'll go ahead and do that. But I feel that getting this feedback from the people around you helps gather that information to you then clarify like, okay, how do I then approach this? And if I'm speaking lacking confidence or I even told her, I'm like, you know what, Latinas, as we speak sometimes, depending where we're from, we talk very much like, like in Sinaloa, we speak, I, even in English, like it transfers into like very, like singy songy, like, yeah, and I need you to do this, okay? And like, I ended like with a, uh-huh, and maybe it's that. So like you said, cultural differences. So I'm like, is it maybe the way you speak? And she is an immigrant. She's an immigrant, so her English is not the best, but she doesn't have a heavy accent. Um, well, actually, her English is great, but she doesn't have a heavy accent, but I'm like, you just want to get this information so that you know what you need to kind of work on based off the perception you give off just by being who you are. Now, there will be some things that you can change if it's the way you, she does, I don't think her dress, the dress, the way she dresses or the way she does her hair, because she was like, I think I need to add more makeup. I'm like, no, <laughs> leave the makeup at home. Like, you don't need to do the makeup. 
but I'm like, you're dressed professionally. She looks professional. She just does really look young. But kind of remind these people like, hey, I am, you know, get the information, work on those things and then go further from there. And that way you can kind of fix this whole like less questioning from the aspect of who you're assigning projects to or who you're assigning work to. But it's it's you have to dive in. You have to get info because we don't know everything. I know. And I think maturity can also be just like, unfortunately, having to code switch. I know for a fact that I'm very youthful and silly and goofy and and sometimes I want to be that way with my staff and it's just not appropriate so I have to maintain this level of seriousness but then when I want to be goofy and silly with my staff I do that in outside settings you know so it's just a matter of like if you're a child at heart and you're a goofy person and you have a goofy personality and you like to say that's what she said you know <laughs> you probably can't do that in the staff yeah meeting. no don't do it <laughs> you probably can't do that in your performance reviews so oftentimes too it's like your personality may just be fun and youthful and you can't change that mm-hmm. even if you're 60 or 70 years old those are the goofy Goofy, awkward vehicles at some point, right? But it's what makes you special. So I, I think of me in that example. And like, if someone were to judge me by a snapshot of seeing me out to uh, work happy hour with staff, yeah. you know, they would think I'm immature. They would totally think I'm immature and silly. And that boss is wild. But then they see me in a setting where we're working together, we're being professional, we're having a very serious meeting, we're deciding serious path forward to have strategic thinking and planning. And they're like, wow, that person's very serious oh, wow, they're, they're, that's very mature, you know? So also, like, where's the lens coming from? Does this client know you in a fa- in a place that's maybe too social or maybe they've known you in an arena that isn't your work arena? And so then you have to, be, you have to be, again, what Ceci was, is confident, self-confidence yes. to question. Where's this coming from? What is it? Is it something in my appearance? Is it in my speech, like Fiddle said? Is it is it a relationship outside of this that we have? Like, then you talk about how you can compartmentalize about how you can be serious. And these are the examples, how? And, and having actual examples of where you've done really serious work and whatever mature is yeah. for so far. How was exactly. it freaking fine, right? But code switching, and, and some people look down on code switching. I don't, because I think like, I'm not going to hang out with my family and act like I act in a staff meeting with my staff. Yeah. And everybody code switches, right? My family knows me top to bottom, all the stories, all the embarrassing moments. I'm going to be a clown with my family. And then when they see me in a professional setting, they're like, whoa. And in fact, at our event, at the brunch, my niece was there who's known me my whole life. I'm three years older than her. She saw me in my element networking and talking to really high net worth, sophisticated women, holding my own, just having a wonderful time connecting. I could just see her big eyes just kind of looking yeah. at me like, wow. But she just knows me as like soccer mom, Thea, <laughs> hanging out, having the cookout. You know, would she think that I could handle her client or something? Yeah. Probably not, right? But then she sees me in a work setting. So maybe have that person see you with other clients. Maybe have that person... I don't know, test pilot something with you. Like, put yourself back out there to challenge it is my point. Challenge what was your, whatever they perceived to be your deficiency and say, I will show you that that's not my deficiency. Once you know what it is, where yeah. they're coming from, you can address it. You can address I it. I 100% agree with you, Irene. I can, I, I'm over here nodding away, like, because I totally understand what everything you just said, but you need clarification and sometimes we are afraid to ask we're afraid we think oh it's gonna be it's um confrontational it is not confrontational if that level of trust is in there because of these little something minor that might be lacking it might be the fact that you're a woman you never know like and we won't know until we ask like hey what is making you have this level of mistrust with me in the sense of being able for me to lead these projects or assign this work to you or you know where is this coming from and unless we clarify and we're comfortable doing that we are kind of left in in 
in limbo because you're like, well, how do I move forward from this? And like we said, we jumped into these this advice based off of what we've experienced. We're not sure we need clarification as well as to what you're experiencing. However, it could be it could come from so many different ways. I know my personal experience, it was from, you know, yes, being the goofy and loud one and having fun, but also because I was a woman in a very, very male dominated I mean industry. I was in the car, I was in the car industry, like, you know. And then even then, like I worked with a lot of, you know, my count, my coworkers and my counterparts and the, the, the team that I ended up leading were, it wasn't that it was, there was some diversity, but it was very, it was men in suits. We all had to wear suits all the time, no matter what. So it was men in suits and a lot of them were white men in suits. And then it was well, the community, like the, the amount of employees were like white. Then it was, the, you know, the percentage of like, it was in black and, and then diverse and then like very few Latinos in this industry. So, and then being a Latina woman was even harder. So I would have people walk into my office and they're like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I want to talk to him. He's the boss. And it would be like, you know, Enterprise Rent a Car would hire a lot of college athletes. So you see these big dudes, obviously, in these like these fucking ties and suits, suits and ties. And you're like, well, yeah, I guess I could think he looks like a boss. I've seen that on TV my whole life, you know, but... The fact that I was a woman. And you're like, excuse me. You step in front of the big football player and you're like, I'm actually his boss. The bitch. best part would be like when they would say like, well, I'm sorry, sir, but you're talking to the boss. And it was just amazing because they, they were like, Shh, we're not good. Like, come on, dude. Like, please, you know. And that's another thing. I'm like, that is awesome because they weren't like, sir, sure, I'll handle it. No, because they had no clue what to do. Some people were just a week in the job. Some of them were just like six months within the job. But it just really depends what it is. But feel comfortable enough find the courage to ask and speak up and be like look i need you to i i really need you to help me understand what you mean by being mature enough for these projects and why i'm getting this you know why is it there's not clap back but this um they're yeah, holding her back. Held back they're saying yeah. she can't take it on like you're holding me back so the tip of the day is you need to go back and get more information you need to have them define maturity it's way too vague if it's professional maturity they need to give you more projects then that are of the caliber that will give you experience that's mm-hmm. different like you need more experience they need to be able to tell you that if it's something in the way you talk the way you look the way you act if it's not fitting the role then you need to be coached for that right because because someone could show up looking completely inappropriate for their work setting like that can be fixed right <laughs> i was gonna say oh Oh my God, I have to share this story. I had this beautiful girl like get hired at at, at, at Enterprise and we had to wear suits and shoot like, our, you know, you had to look professional and she was gorgeous, but she always dressed like she was going to like club after just with a little blazer on top, hot pink pointy shoes, high heels, like vibrant colors. I'm like, I love my vibrancy. I'm like, but then I was like, I need to tell her this. When you lead a team, you need to have these conversations. Hygiene, the way you look, the way you address clients, all this stuff. So I was like, oh my God, how am I going to tell this gorgeous girl that like, hey, you need, we need to have a conversation about the way you dress. And like slits coming up to her, like, you know, that mid-thigh look. Oh God. I was like, oh my God, you look gorgeous, but I just, we can't have this in the office and ha- let's review the guidebook together, you know, like. Team meeting <laughs> after work, she had an OnlyFans account. For real, I was like, "Girl, you making that money?" I ain't hating. <laughs> she walked over to where if you were at the airport area where all the rental car places, she walked over to like the jet strip where there's a strip club, and that was like her other job. Girl, moment. I miss that Messy place. I miss the, the Wild Goose. Uh, that used to be one of the the clubs over at by the LAX. <laughs> yes, I miss you, Wild Goose. You went down, not even but it's not there. I know it's not even there. 
Uh, but yeah. Dude, but I remember being younger and people having to tell me, right? I remember I showed up to a sales meeting in my early 20s in like a blazer that I thought was banging, but I was de- it was denim and I got called out. It's like a blazer that's denim is not a black blazer. Denim, denim, denim. And then I remember once too, like someone pulls out the lint remover and like lint remove my pants and I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Like, so they were like modeling how I had to fix yeah. things. Not, very little was spoken, right? They were like fixing me as I'm going out there to like sale at an early yeah. 20s. I mean, you were saying that, I mean, yeah, it comes with experience. It comes with your age. It comes with like the place that you're working at. I, I feel like when I was a young, a young legal assistant or a young attorney, I was working in a male dominated, white male dominated law firm. And I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable kind of voicing like what I was, what I was thinking, what I was saying, but I started to lean in. I was like, ah, let me, let me lean, lean in, talk about my culture, you know, little, little by little, um, because at the, you know, at the beginning it, it was intimidating. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how it was going to sound. And I didn't want to necessarily like put out my, my, all my true colors and, and just be myself, but a poquito, a poquito and, and, you know, gradually. And then, and then it became like, okay, there's more Latinas, there's more Latinas coming in, more legal assistance and, and then connecting with them and still, still even, I don't. I forget. I, I I believe I've said this in the podcasts in the past. But once I w- once I moved up at the ranks in the ranks and I became a lawyer, I still I still connected with the with the legal systems, and I think still connecting with them and still like being myself and 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 being you know the the person that I am and and being Latina and bringing uh, a little bit of my culture into the law firm like it made it made everyone else feel the same right and 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 joining in and activities and whatnot so um again it's it, it sometimes it just comes with experience and your age just you know being comfortable with 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 that setting and 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 what Beto was saying if that if that if you feel like that's the space for you then hang on if not let go I think what your your story brought up a lot of good things for us to discuss Sessie because it came it was mistrust it was being able to stand up for yourself finding the confidence to say like yo I'm not gonna help you out because of these reasons and it's not confrontational to ask and inquire as to what it is that you are lacking in the sense right and then for to de- and and it led to the defining maturity all this other good stuff so you're you had such a great story as you were such in a role too that it really inspired the rest of the conversation we were having right now so thank you for sharing that yeah and i'm sure that comes with age and experience and time in the industry so wherever this young listener is like if this is your first opportunity to like really take on something bigger and the you have to power through that challenge and you're being denied these projects and if it is about your age then just keep powering through, have the confidence to power through, ask for the work anyway, mm. keep banging on that door. Or like Sissy said, you might be better off. So if this was not the opportunity for you, we're sorry, it sucks, but Dios sabe por qué. Like you are probably better off than dealing with whatever this client wanted you to deal with and felt they needed a more mature in quotes kind and, of person. So, yeah, and it also depends the field that you're in. There's so many, there's a lot of fields right now or industries that are still very, um, they have an older generation in them. So as these people are retiring off, and people are taking longer to retire now. So sometimes people are holding on in hopes that, oh, this person's going to retire in the next year, and I could, I could now become a department leader or the department, you know, the head executive or the VP or, or the president of the organization. Whatever it is that you have in mind, like the people are people, the people. Your coworkers are older. 
they're staying working longer. Life is just more expensive. Life is, we're living longer than expected. So in your industry, if there is a lot of this older generation, there might be just that. The fact that they're old and their perspective is just very different. And this is where asking and clarifying is going to put things into perspective for you and help them understand that, yes, maybe you might be older than I. However, I also know what I am doing. And this is how. And this is what I know. And it sucks that we have to remind people about that, especially our leadership in that case. But leadership ain't going to grow and learn if we don't also challenge them. They have to, you know, they have to understand that we have a young generations coming in and have a ton of information at their fingertips to help evolve and grow companies and organizations in every field and industry. So be comfortable with that and real and recognize like, okay, who am I? Who are my coworkers? I know for for my particular client, she does have a lot of older people. She's one of the the oldest that are now the newest kind of engineers that have come in. And she's in her late 20s, right? So if she's the oldest of the new group, then just imagine, and she's the youngest of the old, I feel that, and she's mentioned, they're all 50s, pretty much in their 50s and above. So be, be you know, have an idea, be cognizant of that environment and know how to approach it and get that feedback. Like, look, are you, is there this mistrust because of, because of this possibly? And I feel that that's going to really help a lot in understanding how to address any particular situation when it comes to the maturity level and getting projects. There's so many factors, oh God, so yes. many things that influence this. I remember coming to work at my organization and I was like the baby there. People were either older than me or the boss was definitely maybe 15 years older than me. And then I've already been at the organization myself 13 years. So I've watched it all change where people then became like my age and my peers. And now my staff is mostly all younger than me by like 10 years, right? So it's such an interesting evolution of time and watching that. And so the second oldest person to me is one of my directors. Directors. Uh, and I hired her at the beginning part of my tenure as the CEO. So eight years I've worked with this young woman. And uh, she and I just crack up about it now that like at some point we felt like the hotties. We were the middle of the age. People were older than us. And then at some point we felt like it was all good. Like we were hiring people just a little removed. Now it's like, oh, my God, we're so out of touch. They're so much younger. And she was on their group calendar because we all share calendars or whatever. And she saw that everyone went to this happy hour, everyone but she and I. And she was like, did you see this? That they're having this. They're inviting all the interns. I'm like, girl, it happens. I'm like, I've been in those places where I was like, dang, I didn't get invited to this. I go, we're aging out of that group. But I said, but me and you, we're going to go on a conference abroad. We're going to take our spouses. We're going to show them what this age group does. And we're, it's not going to be on their calendar. I mean, we're being silly. I'm not really going to do that. But we were cracking up about all the things we were going to do. But it, she was a little salty. And then she told previous coworkers, like, man, this generation doesn't invite us out anymore. Are we the old people? Do I need Botox? So she cracks me up. I think y'all know who I'm talking about. But we've seen it change. We've seen it change where we're young and, and insert like uncertain and we're being judged and we're being questioned. I remember being questioned as the youngest CEO, as a Latina, as a woman, all these men, so much older, lots of retirees. I was questioned plenty. And one of the things I did was at some point I decided that I needed to lean in and not fake that I was different or not fake that I was more serious or fake that I was more 
uh, or less Latina. That's a really good way to say it, right? Like think that I wasn't as proud to be Latina as I am. When I doubled down on being like Latina, my first gen story, my Inglewood upbringing, when I was like, this is who I am. And if they like it, like it. If you don't, like I'm already in the seat, like fire me then. Fire. If you think I'm immature and I'm embarrassing you, then I challenged a little bit back. And I think what happened, which was fantastic, is I was an embrace for being myself, even though I'm sure they were uncomfortable in judging it, perhaps behind the scenes. But then our leadership changed. Our leadership became more diverse. Our leadership became younger. My board has completely evolved in those 13 years because, you know, things march to the beat of the drum of the leader in many places. And and, and there's still lots of retirees. My board president, incredible retiree um, woman. Uh, but it's just good to see that they grew with me in many respects and they changed. So if maybe they were uncomfortable, maybe it was never said. I never felt like that it was said. But a lot of older men left our board. It just wasn't that board anymore. And I think that's cool, but it takes a lot of patience. Again, back to confidence. I keep feeling I'm using the word confidence in this show, but me at some point, and it took with a lot of like, a lot of balls or like a lot of doubt. Like, okay, let me lean in. Like, let me be like, see, me sale lo Inglewood, me sale lo Inglewood. Like, I'm talking with my neck. Like, I'm just gonna you gotta lean be in. you. You have to be you. <laughs> yeah. And then at side visits, when I would be me, like when I would turn on that little sparkle, I felt that people would connect. And it could be the older white lady visiting, it could be the younger black man. Like, people would connect when I would let a little juice from who I am. Like, oh, I was a, I was a cheer captain in high school. Boy, don't let me. You know, when I started to be silly, like I'm not silly for the whole hour, but you're gonna get these glimpses of like, wow, she's got this interesting personality but it made me me and i think that eventually it was not about maturity but about who are they they have heart they're silly they're goofy um or they're very serious or they know their shit you know like it, it comes with a whole package of who you are and maybe you're being penalized for being who you fully are and you don't want that job again i'm going back to that you don't want who you are to be seen as immature and rejected and it might just be something as simple as you've got a really loud laugh you got a really loud laugh, and that's rubbing someone the wrong way. You're not going to change your laugh for anyone. So in some ways, <laughs> see, in some ways, sometimes it's just, just like Ceci said, you're better off letting go, having boundaries, because it may be something that you can't lean into and you can't change and you shouldn't have to change is my ultimate point. Because I'm sure that this is probably not the first time, right? So if she sent us this feedback, it's probably been happening over and over again. And... I love Otto for this because he loves The Simpsons, but he puts this this one episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer's hand stuck uh, in the vending machine because he's holding onto the candy bar and he can't get it let go. But he wants a candy bar, but he knows he's stuck. So it's like, and he's just like, let go of the candy bar. Just let go. You know, the fire department comes and like, oh, Homer, you just need to let go. And, oh, okay. So letting go of the candy bar, I think, is one of those things where it's like, you love this job, you maybe want to be at that company, but this company clearly or their, your team is just not providing what you need for you, then you need to let it go. And this is easy. You can use this for anything, you know, when, you know, things are getting just rough and you just want to let, have things be a certain way. Like you sometimes just need to learn to let it go. Like, is it really that all that hard work and everything you're doing, everything you're suffering worth holding on to that candy bar? You know, is it worth it? Let me work it. You gotta let go. You gotta let go. Kind of along the veins of that. I also think too, if you're on the other side of the chair. And oh my God, I was gonna say that. Are in charge. <laughs> Perfect. Like the, people have to be willing to coach other people. They don't know Step what they up. don't know. They're 10 years behind. Like I think one big, huge thing that, transform like my organization was that I we, we used to do book club together and at first we started begrudgingly but then it really bonded us and it it just really was about psychological safety and we have to be ourselves here and I have to be myself and I have to be honest and they have to be themselves and have to is an interesting way to put it but we want to be authentic right so I remember feeling like 
folks can't get to their more authentic self, if they're not being coached, if they're out there lost, if they don't know what they're not doing right, or, or there's so many great gifts that they have and they're not leaning into them. So once you start coaching to that and wanting people to do better, it's about wanting people to grow, wanting people to do better, not judging them and pushing them out and calling them immature. Like there's so many companies that are like that. Like it should be, it should be, it should be. Like, no, like who's in the team? Get the right people in the team, find those right people's gifts and then coach them and help them if they come across as immature and help them if they come across as whatever you think doesn't fit. Uh, and you can't help everybody. Some people just aren't meant to be on your team and they're not taking the advice and they don't grow. But oftentimes we don't know what we don't know. So I love all the people that ever took me under their wing, taught me a skill, helped me embrace something that wasn't me. You know, I came into my role not as a strategic thinker and I felt like all the board members, men, it could have been very intimidating that were strategic thinkers, took me under their wing and they were my favorite board members. And I was sad as the years went on and slowly but surely they tenured off, you know, because I was like, man, they're so good for me. I love them. But they're people that I I never thought I would have been close to in my life like this older engineer man <laughs> like I have no one in my life like this man no one and then the other one's an older lawyer and no one in my life a human resources lawyer so I learned so much from him and and they were so good to me because they could have just blown me off they could have just called me immature they could have not coached me and so I feel indebted to those people that were amazing to me and led me and then I feel like I need to give that back and I do that all the time for my team when I see that I can help them and I can coach them and they're struggling with something and they're uncomfortable but they want the growth and it's, I especially love coaching like my new managers that have coordinators under them or my new directors that have a team of managers under them like when they're going through all the stuff that I went through eight years it's like okay if they only have to go through this for 12 months and kind of tweak this and fix this great but that's something that took me 36 months to fix it's our mm -hmm. job to coach to make it easier to give back not to judge and label and be like oh that's par for the course figure it out like coach your people coach them and whatever maturity is that one person should define it and then coach you if they're in the position to coach you because it's a client. I don't know if they are, but if it's like a boss relationship, they should be helping you, not just judging and labeling. Word. It's so trippy. I was going to say, and be be their cheerleaders. Like, ahorita, like the people that you're mentioning, the, the previous board members, it makes me think of like Bob, my Bob. Um, he was my boss. He's been like, I can pick up the phone, call him and just talk to him about anything. Like, oh my God, I'm going through this. Or, and I can be that person like that my my true authentic self and he's like a 72 year old maybe 74 by now year old white man but i can tell him like this is what i'm experiencing right now as first gen this is what i'm doing at work this is what i'm doing with my business partners with level of latina but you know i can i can i can have that so like have those cheerleaders that's so important you know to and and maintain those relationships and then you become their cheerleader and you become their coaches but again like irene was saying see he's a presta right obviously with the client that might be a little different unless he's she's she is your coaching client but with with um with your bosses and 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 even um, those under you and i think i was the thing is that it's so trippy because that came to my mind irene as soon as you was saying like if you are in a position of leadership like you you are responsible for your team like in that sense like take that ownership of your team there is particular trend development that have that happens you know within organizations the, the 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 things that have to happen the training and developing however for me it was women like within my organization I, there was men as well that I, I give so many thanks to but they were like willing to be like hey let's let's take you to buy some some professional suits like I know that you got yours at the marketplace I in Plaza Mexico and they're the polyester ones but we're gonna take you to buy some real shit at Macy's or at Nordstrom and you have at least two really nice suits that you can wear for anything so for me i always felt like 
she didn't have to do that. You know, like they didn't have to do that for me. They didn't have to go and tell me like, this is how you want to dress. I mean, they were like, hey, read the handbook. So many people are like, read the handbook. You kind of want to get some idea because they probably felt that I was going to be offended. However, it all really depends how you approach these people. Like, hey, I'm going to, what are you doing tomorrow? You and I are going to have a date. And it could be in the sense of like, it's a, you know, it's a working date or, or it's after work. I want to take you to get some suits. I want to take you for coffee or, or let's go to lunch and we're going to talk about this. And being comfortable doing that, not because you're, you're, you're telling someone to feel, make them feel bad. It's more like, look, I was there. I, I had that same experience and I had someone reach out to me. And I feel that once we think of it that way, like we make everyone better. Like if this is your team, why wouldn't you want to have a badass team, a badass team that's down for it, like that has ownership of what they're doing, that no matter what, they're going to kick ass because they'll be like, this is what my leader's doing for me. I'm going to do this for them. And the next time, like when they take your role and they take your position you're, and you're maybe you're no longer there, they're like, hey, this person, I aspire to be like this person because it really helped our whole culture. It helped our office environment. It helped just who we were as a team to be better. So step up. Don't be afraid of that. And I think that at the end of the day, like if you are in leadership, be aware, be aware and how you can definitely approach and make impact in these younger professionals lives i like how that said take them off and go to lunch or go shopping with them i think that's a huge piece to like get out of the office and and coach outside of the office be casual like outside of the office i think that's actually really great because you feel you let your guard down you're bonding it's about quality time with them i think those meetings are always really effective and then Vettel also said and tell them about the times that someone did it for you like when you can show people like common ground like oh i was just there and i you know not like in the good old days yeah. kind of advice <laughs> people don't like that but you know the coach that i had or the mentor that i had or they took me to lunch and taught me this skill and and I, let's talk about that you know i think Vettel made really good points about getting off the turf like the home turf wherever you work to connect and being willing to show your cracks i think there's not enough of that in leadership where we're not telling you to be tmi but when you can be vulnerable back mm -hmm. when you can be human and flawed back when you can fail or talk about when you failed it's really really good for teams so for this person listening you could tell that person that client like really okay those that's your definition of mature tell me about a time that that was you when you were imma immature and you became mature, how did you handle that? Tell me all about it. And then dead silence. That's good. Put it back yeah. on someone. Ask them for, for the advice about, about when that happened to them. For them to act like it never happened to them, you do not want to work to this person or with this person. You should never want to work with a person like that. Like this had to have happened to mm -hmm. them. They're judging you. They think they know. Be quiet. Ask, please enlighten me and obviously say it in a tone that's really honestly wanting to know the answer like how did you go from that immature situation to becoming more mature how did you handle that i'm just like want to know want to learn and grow and silence and then you'll see what how they handle that and if they don't talk about themselves big old red flag if, if they were never immature and now mature then how do they know that you have to do that how the fuck yeah, do they know exactly right? <laughs> you better you better shut up that's that's awesome advice I, yeah i wish someone would have told me that years ago yeah know, so ask people to tell you about yeah. the thing that they think is the mm -hmm. right way mm -hmm. we should people always think we should well okay tell me why you think you should like where is the evidence in your life in mm -hmm. your journey especially if they're in a way insulting you or labeling you like how do you how do you know that label's accurate like tell me about a time in your life where that label was also part of your career and now how did you change and don't take it as a confrontation <laughs> it's like i'm sincerely no, asking for advice i'm asking for advice i want to know how i can grow and then in this case how you're defining how you're seeing me how can how how can i what can i do Tijana, tell me about your experience and it's not confrontation it's not anything it's just having the confidence to be simply say like you know what maybe you're right 
you tell me how I can give me some advice. And that's perfect. So I think we've had some really good nuggets and gems that we dropped in this episode. It was a really good conversation. Ceci, I love your story. I love that it's like super recent. I love your confidence, how you just exude it. You're just like, look, motherfucker, bye. But no, like in the sense of like, you were comfortable and confident enough to be like, I don't need this. I don't need to do this. Like, you know, I would love to represent this client, but you are messing it up for this person. It was like two weeks ago, so super recent. So yeah. to everyone that was listening today, if you are the, like our listener in that position where you're having, you know, your your skills and your talent is being questioned due to maturity, whatever the definition of that is. So if you are a listener and you're like this listener that having that particular experience, you know, listen to this episode. Like this episode, I'm sure gave you some confidence and some nuggets on how to address that. If you're in leadership, be more aware of your team, kind of reach out to them, you know, make sure that you're doing what you can to make them better. And we hope that and no matter where you are in your career, that you're able to gain some good knowledge and information from this podcast. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in, checking in. If there's anything that you want to add to the conversation, you can always reach out to us. You can DM us on the gram. Um, you can our handle on Instagram is at Level Latina. You can, and that's also for Facebook. Yeah, we're viejita, so we're still got the Facebook going. Then you can find us on Twitter at Latina underscore up, or you can shoot us an email to admin at leveluplatina.com. In any case, if you can't find any of our information, just go to leveluplatina.com and you can find everything there from our podcast to how to get in touch with us. But we would love to keep this conversation going. And if you have any suggestions or any feedback that you want on anything else, Feel free to reach out to us because we we are ready. We will prepare for it and we will lay it down for you, girl or boy, if you listen. So thank you again for tuning in. Check out our affiliates on our website as well. We have some many awesome things. I just recently bought myself another boppy because my boppy was hella old and I have just had my fourth baby. So we have response, you know, we have <laughs> boppy as an affiliate. I love always talking about Mario Badescu because I love their little facial sprays to refresh myself. And if you like your soda, we have also an affiliate. We had an affiliation with SodaStream, so we have many, many more on our website. Check them out. See how you can support us by supporting them. And with that, chicas, I think I got it all. Yeah, right. I think so. You did. Oh, bravo. you did. Thank you so, bravo, thank you bravo. so much. A todos. Bravo, bravo. We're gonna stay over here with our immaturity and our shenanigans. So make sure <laughs> your, your client doesn't right, get into this. No viejita. Maybe you need to share this. Y no somos viejitas. Somos cuarentonas. Y bueno, nice. Y bueno, nice.